I've had my eye on you a long time, Doctor. I consider you one of my most valuable long-term investments. And when it comes to my investments, I always do my homework. Right, Jim. So um, we've got this situation here where uh, Roscoe and Daniela have been approached by their insurance agent yep. um, about long-term care coverage. While they're quite comfortable with their investments and plan on continuing to work for another 10 years, they do know they'll be tapping their brokerage investments for their daughter's education and not their retirement assets. But at some point, they'll probably have to pull on them. And so right. is long-term care a smart decision? You know, I'm going to answer it the way I always answer. It depends. How about so, that? All those that. letters behind his name, there and that's what we get. That's the clue I'm going to give today. Wow. But, Bill, picking up on the things that you guys have all saw earlier today, and I know this is how you make your practice uh, evident with your clients, you really do need to take a step back. In my opinion, too many times clients that have the questions, and we are readily able to answer those they get really hyper-focused on a product. For example, let's talk about long-term care insurance product. And inevitably, we want to be able to get there, but before we get to that conclusion, we definitely need to take a step back and look at the bigger picture, the items that you've already talked about, their, their spending habits, their investment, al- their investment allocation. Um, and then we'll inject items about uh, the long-term care conversation to help round out a well-established uh, framework for how do you look at insurance. The biggest issue that we want to focus on is um, let's look at the statistics of what makes up the long-term care issue. Things like what are the costs? Where do you plan on retiring? Because in the end, um, that's the financial risk that somebody's going to have, right? You need to look at where are the costs of care services today, whether it's in home or in a facility. And then I cannot, for the life of me, figure out how you can have that conversation, the long-term care conversation, without injecting it inside of a larger financial plan. Well, I don't, I, I completely agree. And I know I've seen the rules of thumb that say if you have under a million or under $2 million, you need to automatically buy long-term care. My, 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 my question to that is, well, what if I only spend 30 grand a year? Right, exactly. And I, and I, and I generate 4% in my dividends. Well, why would I need long-term care? I could pay for my own you could, long-term care. Yeah, but see, having the information about what are the costs and where are they today right. and where are they potentially going to be in the future, yes. having that is important. And, in fact, that's one of the first things that we bring to the table is we say, hey, look, according to the surveys, and there are people that do these annually, and they put it out there. It's readily available on the, on the Internet. You can actually see what is the cost of care for somebody coming in your home on average um, in Metro Atlanta or South Georgia, North Carolina, wherever. Um, And then from that, you can start to say, okay, well, playing averages, you know, the average length of a long-term care claim is statistically about three and a half years. Um, So what is the financial risk to our friends here, Roscoe and Daniela? We find it's most 
meaningful to actually understand the financial risk to the client. And obviously, looking at their ages, they're on the sh- they're on the younger end of that. Um, they have a lot more planning to think about. Um, you know, long-term care, the average age of which a claim begins, and these are statistics that are readily available, um, begins at age 79. So that's often a question I get. Is that true for men and women? Uh, actually, or is that just the average of the that's two? That's the average of the two. Okay. And if you get into those statistics a little deeper, you'll find women uh, overwhelmingly have longer and stays longer issues right. related to long-term care. Other statistics that are meaningful, 80% of claims, and these are statistics that come from the insurance companies themselves, um, so they're reliable because they're the ones that are actually paying these claims, right? Uh, 80% of claims begin in the home. Um, I can see that. Yeah, and people want to stay in that. Right. So that's the whole goal. That's the whole idea. And it's very meaningful to make sure your policy says that benefits will pay for you to stay in your home. Well, uh, you know, uh, Jim, just a couple of nuances. So if you're looking at your cash flow projections, your analysis, this does not have to be we, – we are sophisticated about it because it's what we do for a living, and we mm-hmm. get down to the penny. Right. If you want to do back-of-the-napkin cash flow analysis, pretty simple. Okay? Yes, it is. So you have Social Security, yep. income. Right. You might have a pension, income. You might have mandatory withdrawals coming out of your IRA, uh, excuse me, IRA income. You might have dividends and interest coming off your portfolio, income, income. Add it up, let's just call that sixty grand a year. Mm-hmm. Now, spending. Right. Not complicated. How much do you spend? Right. I didn't right. ask you to give me a budget. I don't care where you spend That's it. Right. It doesn't matter to me if you, you know, put have it three here, homes. Put it yeah, it doesn't matter. Yeah. How much is it annually? And it's not just last year. You want to get a good feel for yeah. what it's been over the last three or four years, sure. maybe. Absolutely. So, so you can get an average. Right. Uh, you know, last and, year might have been an, an off year. And, or a, and true it up for whatever. federal and state taxes. So mm-hmm. count, take that out of the picture. Yep. Okay? Yep. And so, I mean, obviously you got to pay property tax, but just, just on an after-tax basis for federal and state income tax, let's just, what is it you need to spend? Right. Well, I know if I'm bringing in 60, I'm probably paying... I don't know, 20%, 25% taxes. Yep. So I can reduce the 60 by... 25%? Yeah, 25%. Yeah, I was, can't do them. i got to get out my HP 12. Yeah. I'm not <laughs> as smart as you are, Troy. My brain doesn't work like that anymore. It used to. So, you know, so we're really talking about after-tax money. you got $45,000, right? Yes. Annually. Right. All right? Well, if you're spending 60, guess what? You yeah. might need some long-term care. Or if you're That's spending, let's, let's make it more realistic because that would be a negative cash flow. If you're spending 45 and you bring in 45, you need long-term care. That's a smart approach. I mean, it just, it is what it is. Now, again, I'm not selling it. Yeah. I'm not licensed. You are. Yeah, yeah, I don't, yeah. you know, but, but at the end of the day, we look at, we look at risks. When you're younger, we're looking at disability insurance. Yes. We're looking at life insurance. Right. When you're older... Probably don't need life insurance. No. Nope. Certainly don't need disability insurance, but you might need long-term care. The other example I will give, which is non-monetary, so I won't bore you to tears on how to do cash flow analysis. Let's just say, and a lot of our wealthy clients buy it yeah. for this reason right here. Mm. So you got three kids. you got a portfolio worth $5 million. Do I put mom and dad in the $10,000 a month home, or do I put mom and dad in the $4,500 a month home? Yeah. Right? True. So now yeah. you're leaving the decisions, and I'm not saying your, ch- your children, listener, your children would never do this. I know. Your children would never have 
Right. But you're going to have problems. They would never get pulled over for DUI. None of that would ever right. happen to your kids. And you're going to be right. eating caviar, not cat food. Right. This I, is not right. you. And I'm not being smart, Alec. I could just tell you, having done this now, going on my 23rd year, yeah. that when money gets involved yeah. and parents things. are not in control, the infighting begins. I'm not saying every time. Yeah, but I'm, I'm I bet it's thirty percent of the time, if not forty. That's yeah. one of the saddest things for me to watch. Yep, you know, it's around, brutal. Yeah, it was brutal. And the business. emotions get involved. And the idea from the planning standpoint is put clear heads and clear thinking into the strategy, so that if and when the issue comes, you now have actual strategy. It's being put in place right. rather than scramble, right. harem scare. Well, and I would say there's there's, there's one of the unique function here. That for the first time in my career, I've actually said, well, maybe insurance policy can actually do two things at once. Mm. Normally, what do we say? You buy yeah. insurance to do one thing, whether it's disability, life insurance. You don't buy a whole life to pay life, you know, to pay for the death benefit. You're trying to accumulate cash. Yeah. Let's call it what it is. Yeah. Yeah. They don't sell it that way because why? Yeah. They make a lot of commission. Sure. Right. Normally, you buy one insurance product to do one thing. But yeah. in the long-term care arena, they do have this hybrid product yes. that gives you some death benefit. Yeah. So if you never end up using the accumulated long-term care part of the policy, you can actually have some death benefits. Residual values will then go tax-free to whoever the named beneficiary is. And i got to tell you, Bill, I'm kind of coming along the same way that you have. It took me a bit, um, and I do believe there are iterations of hybrid policies. There was the first round, which was big, heavy commitment, front-end premiums one time or over a five- or ten-year period. I've kind of... I've seen those, and I don't know that I would put somebody into that because there's an open question, where's the best use of your money? Right. Uh, I think playing it in that arena where you say, look, today's version of options can allow for a long play out of premiums. You can pay this right. thing for as long as you right. live, and you have a value there that will play for uh, your beneficiaries in one version or another because legitimately cl- clients are asking my her, my word! If I pay in all these premiums on a traditional long-term care policy, and never use and it. Never use right. it. What in the world? I just right. dumped a whole bunch of money. Yeah, right. And so you got to take a step back, look at the bigger picture, and then start having an application of how do you fix that with the client's best interests involved in terms of which policy is going to fit. I got you. So if you got questions about this, you can email us at drgene at hensler dot com. D R G E N E at hensler H E N S S L E R dot com or you can call us at one eight five five four two nine nine one six six or if you want to actually talk to a real live human and not just leave a voicemail seven seven oh four two nine nine one six six if you want to come in and and my understanding is Jim you'll you'll do a review yeah bill by the hour so they don't have to buy a product from you. Nope. Uh we we do a uh complimentary review of their their fact pattern and yep. and how it's gonna fit. Got it. Okay. Well listen we're gonna stop here for a quick break. You're listening to Money Talks. We'll be right back. Don't touch that dial. All material presented is compiled from sources believed to be reliable and current, but accuracy cannot be guaranteed. The contents are intended for general information purposes only. Information provided should not be the sole basis in making any decisions and is not intended to replace the advice of a qualified professional, such as a tax consultant, insurance advisor, or attorney. Although this material is designed to provide accurate and authoritative information with respect to the subject matter, it may not apply in all situations. This is not to be construed as an offer to buy or sell any financial instruments. 
It is not our intention to state, indicate, or imply in any manner that current or past results are indicative of future profitability or expectations. Portfolio holdings discussed are subject to change. There is no guarantee that in the future these securities will be held in Hensler accounts. As with all investments, there are associated inherent risks. Please obtain and review all financial material carefully before investing. Hensler is not licensed to offer or sell insurance products. This overview is not to be construed as an offer to purchase any insurance products.